to another episode of the Peasant Party Podcast. We're back in studio. We've got a repeat guest today who I am just like super excited to talk to again. I feel like I just haven't like chatted with you in forever. So this is going to be like shooting the shit. It's good to see you, Justine. Do you want to tell everybody who you are again? Yeah, my name's Justine. I am an online health and fitness coach, in-person trainer. And then I have a podcast as well called Villain Era where I talk about... Long story short, I went through a very abusive and tumultuous divorce, so like finding myself again, dating, relationships, and just also bringing in a lot of like strong women guests who are maybe doing something that is a little bit outside of the norm um, and having a voice for that. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a great time going on your podcast. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Like, I feel like we talked about like good dating issues, like stuff that was current. I mean, you're, I feel like you're a great host just in general. You're a great speaker. So I had, I had a great time going on it. When I listened to it back, it sounded great, sounded professional. Um, I had the chance to listen to other episodes as well. Like you recommended the How DMT Ruined My Marriage episode. That's a fun <laughs> one. Um, have Since I last talked to you, have there been any like new episodes that you want to highlight? Um, like if someone wants to jump into Villain Era, your X amount of episodes and where should they start? Um, anything new? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would depend on definitely if you are someone who has gone through divorce or anything. I have like a whole ask me about my divorce story. And I also have one that I really talk that I get a lot of feedback on where I share why I got married, even though I was like having questions. And I think that's something that people are embarrassed to say, but I get a lot of feedback on that. And then I did a total like 2023 dating wrap. So mm-hmm. the whole TikTok trend. Mm-hmm. So that one's like a funny one too. That would get you pretty caught up on life and everything. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, no, like, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a good show for sure. And wait, how when, how frequently does it come out, and what days does it come out? Usually every Friday. Okay, cool. Every Friday. Any anything you're excited about that's coming up? Like, what's the next villain era episode? I have some cool guests coming up in terms of um, just speaking about like ENM and poly and Ooh. dating relationships as a travel nurse with a woman. And then I also have a registered dietitian coming on, but we're going to talk about birth control and how that affects sex drive and how that affects relationships. So a little bit of that health and fitness uh, sprinkled in, but that mm-hmm. will be a good one too. Nice. I've got to, yeah, I've got to, I've got to talk to you behind the scenes because those are all topics I would love to cover on here yeah. in some way, shape or form. Outside of Villanera, you are Just Fit Justine. Um, you're a health coach, trainer, mm-hmm. anything new in that realm? Actually, the only real new thing there is I have a background. I feel like I'm a renaissance woman (laughs) I uh, used to work in the design world so Mm -hmm. I used to be in the fashion industry and I've actually started doing a lot of design work for fitness coaches Mm -hmm. so that's a little bit new but definitely still just trucking along getting women to lift weights and Mm -hmm. feel more confident and handling all of that yeah and um nice and so I feel like I feel like I've gotten the plug city on the stuff that I, I am absolutely interested in. But the thing that's most interested me about you lately is you getting involved in um, the comedy scene from what it seems like and the <laughs> improv scene. I feel like that is a new thing you've started doing since I last spoke to you. And it sounds like maybe it was something you did to improve your public speaking. Tell me all about that. Yeah, so I actually my roommate is a stand up comic Mm -hmm. and then my ex-boyfriend was a stand up comic Mm -hmm. and then I have always thought about doing improv and Mm -hmm. I actually when I got divorced I wrote a selfish list and it was Mm -hmm. like what are all the things that I just really want to do I haven't done and improv was one of them Mm -hmm. and then I had a really good friend who he's a stand up comedian as well and he was going to be the teacher he was teaching Mm -hmm. an improv class and so it just aligned perfectly I was like all right 
I've said I was going to try this forever. I always wanted it to help me with speaking and just being a little bit more. Because I'm like the very weird introvert, extrovert Mm -hmm. kind of person. So getting into that, and it it was so much fun. It was definitely something that pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I'm planning to do another class of it. So Mm -hmm. I did it at Fallout Theater, if you guys are local to Austin. And it's just really interesting in terms of how we... I actually think there's some parallels there with fitness even because mm-hmm. it's when you're struggling, the first thing is to get into your body and mm-hmm. to like get into your emotions. And so how can you channel that into something fun, in, funny? And in, in that sense, a lot of times it's when you're not trying and when you're mm-hmm. just being a normal human that people connect with that and they find that funny, like mm-hmm. a normal setting. So yeah, it's been really, uh, it's definitely like a fun little hobby I'm having. Nice. And if somebody in their own city, Austin or otherwise, wanted to, you know, branch out, get out of their comfort zone, would you recommend it? Oh, 10 out of 10. Like, also, my class was so cool. It was a great—I think people always complain about how to meet people. Mm -hmm. And I met so many people through that. Like, the whole class came to my birthday, and we all have a group chat. So just a really fun way to— meet people, try something new. And then I think that this is kind of popular on the internet right now, but I think it's good to remember that you don't have to be good at your hobbies. Mm -hmm. So don't go in there with some expectation of, especially because I am around so many people who are making comedy a career Mm -hmm. where I'm like, okay, no, I'm allowed to just go do this for fun. And remembering that we as adults, just doing things for fun, I think is really important. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, Everything has to be a side hustle nowadays or like you have to be good at it or it's like, oh, it's so cringy if you just have a thing that you like and I hate that. Um, But no, like I I think because that's something I always wanted to do and um, whether that was like improv or just like get on the stage at like an open mic night, be terrible, but just to say I did. Yeah. 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 Open mic, I could never. I think I've gotten so close to seeing how much work is really put into stand-up. Because that's the thing with improv. You just show up. And Mm -hmm. so if you can build some confidence for yourself, you can figure it out. But Mm -hmm. stand-up is... I could not go down that route. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, I mean, what else is new in the realm of Justine? So I feel like we've, we've done all of the, the big things. What's What about, okay, what about the personal love life of Justine? Yeah. For better or worse, may I I was ask? saying we actually, it's almost kind of perfect that I'm coming back now to recap because our last episode we talked about Hot Girl Summer. I would say I had a quite successful Hot Girl Summer. Mm-hmm. Like, wild, lots of great things. Ended the summer meeting someone. Mm-hmm. We ended up dating for six months, and then we actually just ended things like a week ago. But it was really great in terms of I hadn't been in a relationship that was not super toxic for a long time. So Mm -hmm. opening myself up to that, um, my therapist is really proud of me because she's like, Justine, after you went through, Mm -hmm. the easiest thing to do is be to just shut yourself off from love. And I really was not... I was open. Um, I thought it was an amazing relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything was going so smooth. Literally, like, bl- the ultimate blindside um, of breakup. So we're getting through it. It's good. It's all coming into pieces of, like, okay, I see where this was, you know, the right choice. But I think ultimately either I wasn't his person. He was. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, I'm being a coward. I'm scared of how serious this relationship is getting and I can't give it the time it deserves. And so, you know, we're going on our separate ways. Yeah. I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, was that your first like relationship since your divorce or? 
Yeah. I mean, I had mm-hmm. a couple little, like, situationships, but that was my first mm-hmm. boyfriend. Honestly, I I was in love. Yeah. <laughs> I was in love. <laughs> when he was breaking up with me, he's like, I can feel that you love me, and mm-hmm. I can't give that back to you. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to feel bad about that. Like, mm-hmm. in six months, I'm not going to feel bad that you, like, I wasn't, like, being creepy telling him I loved him all the time. Mm-hmm. I've never told him that, actually. But he was like, I can feel it. So mm-hmm. it was definitely hard. It brought up some past traumas, too, just around the divorce and things like that and mm-hmm. kind of seeing where cycles happen there. But, yeah, we're it, drinking beers on a Tuesday. That's how Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's happy <laughs> that's hour. How it's doing. happy hour. It's 5 <laughs> o'clock. And it sounds like you're processing it in a way that's healthy. Like, you're not coming in here saying, like, screw him, F that, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like one of those where, you know, we're, we're in a, a great city where there's a lot of people. It's kind of, like, on to the next. Like, it seems like you have, like, a really fun and full social life. And, you know, you look great. Like, I'm sure you'll have you. no issue meeting somebody new. Oh, my God. I got asked out on two dates this weekend already. <laughs> Nice. And I will not be going on them because I'm not quite ready for that. But it was definitely an ego boost. I was like, okay, thank you. Still got it. That's what you need sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes it's just like, you know, I've still got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but that, that's, that. I'm excited to hear what's next and on to the next. And it'll be say. very interesting content for Villain Era. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been in my, like, I was definitely in my, like, lover girl era mm-hmm. for the, a lot of the episodes, so... We will probably go back to some a little bit more wild stories on there. <laughs> nice. Um, was he no stranger to being mentioned on the a podcast, or is he kind of bracing himself a little bit? Um, I mean, he is a pretty predominant comedian in mm-hmm. the scene. He has 50,000 Instagram followers, and so he had a way where I feel, I feel like I'm very open about who I am, mm-hmm. and I don't—what I show on the internet is very much— the mm-hmm. same thing and I think he had definitely some worry about how my views and my outspokenness would reflect on him mm-hmm. and he did tell me that he was I can't necessarily support your podcast so it's a sex and dating podcast and I said that's a very shallow way to look at it yeah and I like even went back and I like looked at all my episodes and I was like this is something I'm so proud of because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of women reach out to me and just say thank you for sharing your story like I mm-hmm. feel less alone and so yeah, honestly, I was like, <laughs> I texted my roommate before I came. I was like, you know, depending on how much I talk about on this podcast, this could really be just burning the bridges, burning the boats, no going back. But also, mm-hmm. we want to be in that vibe, right, where you don't want someone to feel like, oh, I can just come back. Yeah. The whole, like, oh, they always come back. I'm like, well, no, because you walked away from this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I never th- sat there and thought, like, oh, they always come back. Like, hee hee hoo hoo. It's like, no, you don't want to. No, you don't get to come back. You no. And that, that also surprises me, too, because, like, I feel like I've met a lot of people in this podcasting space, like, some of whom are, are women who have these very catty, like, dating podcasts. And I feel like yours are more, like, topic-driven mm-hmm. interests. Like, it, you're more of an interviewer or talk show host than anything. So that, yeah. that surprises me. I really try to make sure that even when I'm, like, telling my dating stories or things like that, that I wrap them into a theme or a story. Mm-hmm. So whether that's discussing love bombing or just attachment styles or mm-hmm. getting over a breakup so that it's not just sitting there gossiping. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, don't go on there and say, like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm going on a date right now. Mm-hmm. And also, I felt like it was very a double standard because something he worried about all the time was if my mom were to see his stand-up because he's a comedian. He mm-hmm. says things to be outrageous on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to go out and you're going to say things and you have maybe some worries about what my family or something would think, it was kind of crazy to me that that wouldn't be— returned to me yeah like if he was a 
first grade teacher, maybe a different story, yeah. but like a comedian where they've got crazy stuff out there about them already. Like that's that surprises me. Also, he never listened. So there's no it's like the audience. The audience is predominantly female. I would assume too. Like I said, I said fitness, did health. you ever go listen to an episode? And he said, "No." I asked my best friend too, and I was like, "Did he have anything bad to say about it?" And he was like, "No." And I'm like, well, I think every time because people hear dating podcasts nowadays, and who do they think of? They think of the men's version of date, which are not dating podcasts. They're people sitting around a table screaming at each other, and then there's call her daddy, which is yep. all like those all snarky and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like. No, like not, no, I think neither of those are dating podcasts, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, exactly. It's just how else, it's just the easiest way to put a label on it. Something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, no, that's, that's disappointing to hear. And I'm sure like the, the right guy will be like very, I think would be very like happy to see that kind of like hobby and like a woman with actual interests. Like, yeah, and I have like, had like some people in my life say, well, you, you are risking maybe turning someone off by your podcast and mm-hmm. I just feel like, listen, I again I stand by everything I put out there and mm-hmm. well everything can be a turn off too. That's the yeah, thing. Like exactly. People tell me like people have commented that on my TikToks like I'm very clearly like in a relationship. People are like, you're gonna t- scare a man away. It's like, well, you know what? No, actually I haven't. No. He makes it the YouTube channel his bio in his <laughs> TikTok. So yeah. yeah. I think Oops. honestly if anything that scared it away was just being a more like, I have my life together. I'm very, um, I would say, successful in my career. And stand-up comedy is a lot of highs and lows. And it seemed like maybe that was just something that wasn't aligning there. Yeah. And that happens sometimes. Like, just two people that are good at their what they do and have their names out there. Like, sometimes, like, people are just, people are just weird, too. Like, we always start with like the quick hit. What is viral on TikTok? What is the dating news, so to speak? Um, so there's a TikTok that came out um, to anyone who's not this entrenched into TikTok. Um, a gentleman, he sit, he come, he's sitting in his car. Um, he drove apparently eight hours for um, a date that was supposed to happen. Um, it seems like he was communicating um, via messaging. I don't know if there were, he didn't mention if there were FaceTimes or anything like that before then, but she lived eight hours away. Uh, he drove there, gets to the city, um, and it, then it, it seemed like she was kind of like dawdling around, like dodging him, like, oh, shoot, I need another hour. I need like some more time. Um, and then, because I guess she told him that she lived with roommates, and then she says, oh, by the way, I actually live with my parents, so maybe not. And then, like, probably after like a few hours of just like messaging back and forth, okay, when are you coming? When are you going to be outside? Like, when are you ready? Because I think she was saying, like, you can't pick me up. Um, she said, hey, like, you know, I, I can't do this. My parents don't want me dating outside my race. Like it was about race. Um, and you know, this, this date is off. Um, and so he was coming in his car. He had a, he had a very friendly tone. He like seemed like a genuine guy who, um, you know, just really like drew a bad hand when it came to women. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, like this, while this guy seems super friendly, it's getting stitched by all the men's 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 rights red pilly people. Um, but I I looked I saw it and I was like this really sucks this this sucks for this guy. He seemed very sweet. He seemed very genuine. Um, but then of course there's the questions of like how did we get here? Yeah. Like, how did we get to this like driving eight hours? Like what was so compelling about this person that you met on a dating app to make you drive eight hours? Like and I thought I would first start by asking you how far would you go for a first date in the literal sense how far would you drive how far would you how long would you spend commuting to a date all of that literally 
So I think this is interesting because I haven't seen that video, but my first question is, had they met before? Yeah, I don't there's know. no way if I met them on a dating app that I mm-hmm. would go that far. I think maybe if you guys had met in person and you were out of town mm-hmm. and then you were going, like, we've already met before, but, I mean, I'm going to give kind of, how far would I go? Mm-hmm. I feel like they got to come to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of like, you know, if they were out of town, they got to come to me. And I will say, though, I have been in a long-distance relationship, but Mm -hmm. again, we met in a separate city that neither of us lived in, and then we were long-distance from Chicago to New York, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how it worked, but no, I think that's crazy. I think that, I mean, there has to be some sort of magical, I don't even believe in the spark or anything, Mm -hmm. some destined fate to make you drive eight hours yeah because like I to me and like this sounds silly but maybe I just think of this because I have a brother who's eight years younger I remember when he was um, a senior in high school and he would tell me um, about how girls who were under 18 were downloading tinder pretending they were 18 over and the guy in this tiktok didn't look that young but like they were downloading tinder um with their like their parents didn't know saying they were 18 um and going on going on dates and of course they're young they're using tinder in a way that's probably pretty immature and something about this just screamed like underage girl downloads tinder and like is just messing around and holy shit like the date's happening he's really here i can't believe what i've just done and like it's hard because it's like you could never you can't really prevent that from happening like crazy's always like slipped through the cracks but that's how it felt to me when i watched when i saw this where it's like kind of kicking the can down the road like oh my goodness he's here oh yeah i live with my parents um oh yeah like i'm not supposed to date outside my race which if that's the case, that that guy dodged a bullet. Like mm-hmm. that eight-hour drive, like while it sucks, like you d- like if your if parents yeah. are saying that, you want nothing to do with that family. But like, no, don't yeah, go down that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that's. But then I guess you have to be in his shoes. Of dating can get hard, mm-hmm. right? It's like, man, how many times I'm not feeling like I'm not finding anyone in my city, mm-hmm. and having a little bit of sympathy from that side. But I think. I mean, I guess, like, maybe, again, if I met someone maybe through Instagram and not a dating app or something, and they were in, like, Dallas or Houston, Mm -hmm. that would be the extent. My, like, relationship, it, like, came through, like, TikTok and stuff. But, like, there was the FaceTimes and stuff. I also, like, I think guys could to learn something from from the girls. And you could be Instagram. You could be creepers and background check people the same way we are. I think guys could stand to do a little bit of that the way that women women do. And I think, like, maybe these kinds of things would come uncovered. Publicdatacheck.com. Oh. I've spon- they've sponsored this before. If they need <laughs> that again, I've got it built in already. But, um, but no, I think, like, those types of things, because, like, I feel like I've, like, kind of uncovered things like that. And like, I feel like if someone was further away, I would use that. But, um, like, yeah, like, I, I, I think it's very um, risky not to do that. Or, like, if you're going to be going to meet somebody far away, like, have a backup plan. Like, yeah. you know, like, have something where, like, okay, like, what's going on that weekend? Okay, if they if things don't work out, I can go here. My hotel will be here. Yes. Like, I, don't, I, I learned that Buddy had a hotel booked as a backup plan that was refundable. Things worked out. But, like, those kinds of things happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or I got I another... I guess I got asked on three dates this weekend. Someone from, like, college slid mm-hmm. into my DMs and was like, well, when are you going to be back in Cincinnati, right? But I would mm-hmm. go to Cincinnati for something else. Exactly. Because my family's there. I have friends there. And so I wouldn't go just for that date. But, mm-hmm. okay, if I'm going back and I'm flying back and, 
yeah, maybe who what could possibly come from that because I'm not moving back there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that's something like that where you have something else built in. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's a situation I've seen a lot of friends like have nowadays, especially like people have more disposable income. You know, you have flight points mm-hmm. that you've gotten through work. Like the friend from college that's in another city reaches out. The friend from high school, oh yeah, I live here now. Like come through, and then it's like you have that backup plan built in. Like maybe you make a girl trip, and then you try. You try. So I would say just try to make it as much of like a normal day date as possible. But yeah, yeah, I feel for that guy, but I think he dodged a bullet. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. think so for sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's more like the date. Uh, how far would you go for a date in a physical sense? How far would you go for a date in the metaphorical sense? How hard would you go? How excited could you be about somebody where maybe you match with them, you heard they were interested in, and you thought they might be interested in you? What would make you show up where they are or like kind of pull a move like that? You're shaking your head like you would never do anything like that. No, not like I would oh, not I, show up anywhere. No. Well, someone that this listener matched with did. So help me answer this question, Justine. And I think you will have some great answers to this, knowing a lot of people in the comedy scene or just in general having, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to say anybody's a zealous, but public personalities. Yeah. Not zealous celebrity, but like a public personality, public figure, even minorly. Okay. So the subject line for this listener in mail is are we a step past going around the app and finding someone on instagram hi i'm wondering what you think of this situation i 26 female have been on hinge for the last few months i get a decent amount of matches though i am super busy and sometimes matches honestly just fall off not intentionally no wrongdoing on their part but it just happens normal I work in a very niche industry in my city that is recognizable and have this on my profile the same way a lot of people do. It never seemed like guys took too serious of a notice to it unless they were in a similar line of work or just were asking what it was all about. But recently, I threw a party um, in my industry and the event signup was online. People had to get tickets that were around $50 um, to come. It was promoted pretty widely in my area on a citywide social media page with some of the social posts, including my photo, name, and Instagram tag. Um, So the... I guess the event is happening at the small intimate um, party. um, I was there and getting along with new and old faces. A man I hadn't met before though, um, came and approached me at one point and ended up chatting with me for what seemed like hours um, while I was working though. And I was trying to make time to do so as I wanted to be a good host of the party, but could only do so much with all the work I had to do at the end of the party. That same man mentioned um, that same man who was no more than 10 years older, uh, mentioned that he would like to speak to me alone. Um, I thought something was wrong or he had a complaint or something. No, this man told me that we had matched on Hinge many weeks back, but the conversation died out. While he was on Instagram, though, he was scrolling through and recognized my picture on the social post, which prompted him to buy a ticket to the event in order to meet me. His plan was to attend and engage with me as a guest, wanting to show up to see me in the wild as well as observe me and then ask me out. I was a bit shocked as it was a lot of steps to do so and the event was very niche. Female-dominated industry, he isn't in it. I was so caught off guard and said I was busy and had to get back to closing down the party. After this, he sent an Instagram DM, which from the preview looked kind of rude, saying he should have um, taken my lack of response as a rejection, that women say they want a bold and confident guy, but probably thought um, that he wasn't good, that I was too good for him. I left it uh, unread. For what it's worth, the ma- this match really did just drop off unintentionally, but I am grateful with how it with how it did with how he is acting. Between this and the more I think back to this incident, the more angry and violated I feel about this. 
When I tried to vent to some friends, the response I got was along the lines of, well, that's why you don't put where you work. Then this stuff happens. Someone else said, if you put your Instagram handle, the implication is that you are okay with people contacting you there. I did not put my Instagram handle on my profile. He recognized my first name and photo on the uh, community social post and saw it matched it with my dating app profile. Some other friends even said, well, that's just how dating is in 2024. You can find anyone and guys don't really get that many matches anyway, so they stand out. Um, I guess I just have to ask though, is this now normal? When I was last on the apps before my last relationship, I definitely remember guys going around the app if they saw a social media handle, which is why I do not put it in my profile, but going around it to the point of showing up somewhere, has it actually come to this nowadays? This is crazy. Am I justified in how I feel though? No, it's not normal. I do not think that is appropriate in any way. I think if he saw that he should have just dm'd her an instagram on the first place exactly because the way he said he he was planning to come as a guest that's already coming in a deceptive way mm-hmm. that's not coming in as an honest thing or you could have messaged her and said hey we met and i was interested in this maybe mm-hmm. i'll see you there giving her some sort of heads up and then also the i like observe her that's weird yeah so weird but on the flip side, I will say I'm more, I am kind of a believer where I just like to take like radical responsibility mm-hmm. that everything is my fault. Mm-hmm. And so I also think that you just have to be careful. Mm-hmm. And as someone who I have a very, I mean, I have a small following, but even mm-hmm. then, you know, last winter I was out at a Y'all Out Boy show. Mm-hmm. And someone messaged me and was Mm -hmm. like, because I had posted on my Instagram story, and they tried to message me, and they were like, I saw you there. And it was like a creepy guy. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, that's so, like, I felt so violated by it that now Mm -hmm. I am very, I try to not post anywhere I am in real time. Mm -hmm. And then it's just come up kind of with my roommate. So she has been on Kill Tony, mm-hmm. which is like a very I love big, Kill Tony. Yeah. yeah. So she went on Kill Tony. She did great. Um, a man <laughs> decided that he was going to start sending her money via Instagram. And he didn't have an Instagram photo. He didn't have like you couldn't tell who he was. Like there was mm-hmm. an account, but you couldn't tell who he was. And I was just like, Nothing happened, thankfully, before I go too far. But we were just like, she has to, for her job, say, you know, I'm going to be here on Friday night. I'm mm-hmm. going to be here on Saturday night. And that just allows someone to really show up mm-hmm. at any time mm-hmm. and be kind of worrisome about it. But I think that you have to be super, super careful mm-hmm. about what you are sharing online in yeah. terms of location. I just think even people people that do house tours, mm-hmm. I do not understand that. That's how you get robbed. Like, oh my gosh. Like, like I've tour. done a house tour and then I'm going to go to Aspen this weekend. And then you're posting it in real time. So everyone knows you're not mm-hmm. at your house and they know the exact layout of everything. Exactly. And you probably posted a shopping haul last week. Yep. So I am just, that is not something that I will go down that road of content for any reason. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to just, and I think it is kind of just scary as a woman. There are more things here that mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we stay safe. Exactly. And I'll, I'll give it, because it sounds like this is her first kind of few months out of Date, I'm going to assume from, you know, getting out of a past relationship. And, like, I get where she's saying, like, you know, other people have their their jobs mm-hmm. put there. And, like, she's doing what other people are doing. Um, I do think it's normal if you just—because I, I don't—like, I'm trying—I was trying to, like, piece together what kind of career 
industry this is. Like, I maybe I thought of, but she said female dominated, but I thought like real estate, they've got their pictures everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it was, but like, Instead of doing, you know, like, I don't know, realtor at Keller Williams, just, you know, realtor at real estate or like sales account executive at tech instead of account executive yes. at Oracle. Like you see that a lot. Um, also, if you have a headshot that is kind of your go to picture to use, like use different pictures for your dating profile than are used um, as like your LinkedIn, your work headshot. Like cause mm-hmm. you remember that old meme of like Facebook LinkedIn, Instagram, (laughs) Tinder or something. Like, think that way. Like, have your Instagram pictures, have your Facebook pictures, your, like, LinkedIn pictures, like, that kind of thing. Um, Because I think, like, that can... Like, sometimes it's, like, if they just see the pictures in different settings, like, Mm -hmm. that maybe is what made him recognize you, but, like, maybe not. I don't know. Um, So I think that's, like, one factor, too. Um, And then I'm trying to think of, like, what else. Um, but no, like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think this is like a normal thing to do. And I think it's normal to feel violated. I think like, yeah, friends saying like, well, you know, like it could be anywhere. It's like, no, like it seems like it was two things that were disconnected. It was like a coincidence like that. Like I maybe I'm think I'm thinking of like in Austin, there's like the where, when, what Austin type mm-hmm. things like that. Like she wasn't, you know, Hey, come meet me here. Like, I do think though, like any kind of messaging you have around like, come swing by like Annabelle hasn't had this happen but she has other friends where it's like they're like manning a booth at an event or something and they put on their Instagram story like come swing by and say hi and then someone like literally follows that direction to come swing by and say hi and then it's like oh shit like like not this way like I meant it colloquially like you know you kind of have to have in the back of your mind like even the colloquialisms of like swing by and say hi because like some people are gonna you know park themselves there for an hour or something yeah and I think both things can be true it can be not acceptable for him to have done that. And it can also be true that exactly. she should just evaluate what does she feel comfortable sharing. So, mm-hmm. and it does sound like, you know, sometimes your friends, you got to say, I want to vent or I want advice. Like, that's mm-hmm. always something me and my friends ask when we're going through something. We're like, do you want to vent or do you want our advice mm-hmm. and feedback? And I think that's a really helpful relationship question as well, too. But sometimes I think just even speaking with your friends about that and saying, hey, I didn't feel super mm-hmm. supported there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, that would make me, like, like, oh, shoot, do I have to expect this with, like, every mm-hmm. person I date? Because I think most people, I would say most people don't like to show up at a place that they weren't invited to. Like, most no. people, like, especially, like, if they had no intention of going aside from seeing a person for an industry they're not in, like, I could understand, like, you know, that you think the bartender is cute at a specific place and you were going to probably pick a place for happy hour anyway or you take the long way home because the cute coworker walks home that way. But, like, yeah, like, going out of your way and, like, buying a ticket. Like, I think most people, like, the idea of, like, showing up to a place that someone didn't want me at and be like, hey, like, that is the most, like, dating or otherwise, like, mortifying thought in my head. I hate the idea of anything of being somewhere where I am not. Exactly. A hundred percent wanted and welcomed and mm-hmm. I'm, gonna tell a little breakup story but yeah so the only um again my relationship I thought was really great like he was so sweet he never told me anything was wrong but we had one fight and I had actually slept with another comedian Mm -hmm. way before I was open about it it was like months before I had even met him and I was like hey when we pretty early I was like I want you to know like I Mm -hmm. I've slept with this guy And he had no problem with it. We'd even hung out in public settings. Totally fine. Well, it comes to a Friendsgiving event. Mm. And uh, my ex-boyfriend was hosting it. And then he had other people, which, yes, it's a Friendsgiving, but they're all comics. So it's also kind Mm -hmm. of a work thing. Yeah. And 
basically the guy I had slept with previously was invited as well. Mm -hmm. And so my ex-boyfriend went in a very roundabout way. He tried to just come up with some excuse for me to not come. And I literally just called him out. I said, are you uninviting me right now? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I just feel really uncomfortable, like, with you being there and so-and-so being there. And I was like, forget this. Like, I was like, I hung mm-hmm. up. I was like, we'll talk later. I'm so mad. I need to cool off. We'll hang up the phone. He, like, called me back 15 minutes later. He's like, I'm really, really sorry. Like, mm-hmm. please come. Please come. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I am not going to show up anywhere that I'm going to feel in any way unwanted. Yeah. Like, even it's, like, the house I'm at three nights a week, I'm like, no way am I going to put myself in any type of position. Yeah. Yeah. No, screw that. And, like, I think most people are afraid of that. Like, most, to give um, this woman some reassurance, most dudes would not want to do any such thing. Like, also, like, no dude, like, I feel like dudes are, like, hyper aware of what is thought of as creepy and would want to avoid that. It's, again, probably a good thing that match fell off. Yes. (laughs) He dodged a bullet. Yeah. And this one's, like, I think a bit more of a... um, a deeper one, um, but I think you're actually the perfect person to help me answer this. Subject line, another female email, um, dating insecurity, but after weight loss. She says, I am a woman in my late 20s who has struggled with food issues and maintaining a healthy weight for most of my adult life. I was never huge, um, you know, went to the gym five days a week, but my weight constantly um, or consistently floated a pound or two below what's considered overweight for my height, um, plus or minus five to 10 pounds. Nothing life-threatening or that a doctor told me to worry about, but I never had anything close to what I thought was a hot body. I tried dieting, workout programs, but anytime I saw results, I could not maintain it. Nothing stuck long enough past whatever program I was doing. It was my kryptonite in a lot of ways, uh, overtook my life, often spreading to other areas, dating being one of them. But 10 months ago, after hearing a lot in the news about Ozempic, I couldn't not see if that was uh, an option that would help me. I was able to get into a program of weekly injections, and after about three months, there were visible results. After five, they were very obvious. I'd lost almost 30 pounds, and while I won't send a picture, I look better than ever. Since then, I've continued in a way that helps me maintain the weight lost, um, four to six-week injection cycle, stayed active, and stayed as healthy as possible. My body finally looks uh, how I always hoped it would. This, of course, got a lot of positive attention from people I'm already close to, like friends or relatives, which is nice, but the biggest surprise was how much easier dating felt since. I figured it would help, but the difference was far more drastic than I could have ever anticipated. Every part of it. More matches, more guys approaching, guys from work or extended friend groups suddenly taking interest, and not necessarily more, but cooler guys. And of the dates I go on, I feel like the guys are actually interested in taking it seriously. They seem interested in a relationship with me, not just we'll see where it goes or, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious or late night hookup attempts or ghostings. If you can imagine, I was flattered and excited at first, but probably about a month or two in, a big wave of sadness just passed over me. I couldn't shake the feeling that the guy I'd be sitting across from, no matter how nicely he was treating me, no matter how interested he seemed in what I had to say, wouldn't be giving me even a fraction of this kindness if I looked the way I did a year ago. I'm still the same person I was, same career, talk about the same things, same interests, same personality, yet that version of me was constantly ghosted, brushed off, or approached for hookups and nothing more. All this makes me think this is all just looks and nothing else. That none of the guys ever want me for me. It's all just looks. All of the stuff I really like about myself, all the stuff on the inside doesn't even matter at all. When I brought this up to a friend, she mentioned, well, looks are just a foot in the door and maybe you wouldn't be on those dates in the first place, but how you treat people and who you are matters. 
but these generalizations don't reflect my experience. I think the guys I've met would absolutely match with me or try to meet up, but would just want to use me for hookups or treat me badly. I don't know how to feel. Something I thought would make me feel so much happier and generally has has me questioning everything even more. I guess my questions are, how can I know for sure who is or isn't superficial? While looks may be the foot in the door, how can I figure out who's sticking around for me as a person, not just what I look like? Am I even look, uh, looking at this the right way or asking the right questions in the first place? Please advise. I have so many thoughts on this. <laughs> um, I think the first thing I want to hit on, though, is although you're saying that I'm the same person, right? You have the same interest and things like that, especially as a health and fitness coach. You are not the same person. Mm -hmm. And she had said previously, you know, her weight and struggling with that was her kryptonite and then mm -hmm. it spilled into other ways in her life. And so while, yeah, you have the same interests and personality, you have chosen to show up for yourself in a mm -hmm. different way. Mm -hmm. And that is going to really show up in the way you carry yourself, your confidence, and then the standards that you put out there. And I really believe in the energy you put out is what you bring in towards yourself in a certain way. So if mm -hmm. you have done this in a way where you are making healthy choices and you're staying active, all of those are small promises that you're making to yourself that mm -hmm. boost your confidence. And then, yeah, you know, I'm such a believer that when you get stronger in the gym, you just get stronger in life. And mm -hmm. I see this so often with clients where they start to, it doesn't even necessarily matter about weight loss, but just start to make these habits important to themselves. And they get out of bad relationships. They get a promotion. Like they make different things in their life because of the actions that they're taking and the way they're showing up for themselves. So that's really my first pro my first thought process because you you mm -hmm. did she you. a kryptonite like that's yeah. a and she said it's overall made her happier. So mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing that's probably being reflected and people are picking up on that energy. Mm -hmm. Kind of again similar anecdote. I was talking about how uh, you know, like you're in a six month relationship. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't been hit on in so long. Like I never, no one ever talks to me at the bar. I have such a resting bitch face, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm single for one weekend and I have three guys come talk to me. I think it's about the energy you're putting out there and what you're open to. So that's just my thir first thought process. And I think also you should be proud of that, that you're not the same person, right? Like I don't mm -hmm. ever look back and want to think I was the same person a year ago. I want to know that I've had a lot of growth. And even though I still have a lot of the same hobbies and things. I know that I'm a stronger, better person and I have better standards for myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably hitting her a lot. And then um, <clears throat> also I just think – I think it's super interesting that she's like, I feel like since I've lost weight, you know, like guys aren't just hitting me up for hookups because, girl, how? I, I mean like – I still get all that. I definitely still get, like, guys, like, being shady and just thinking they can have a hookup. And I think, again, a lot of that is on, though, are you putting the boundary there and mm -hmm. not allowing them to think that they have that? So, yeah, yeah, I think that that is uh, yeah, personally something that is just going to be very guy-dependent. Like, mm -hmm. do they just suck or not? Yeah. So... And, like, I, I do think, because sometimes, like, I hear, like, or I, like, read this, and like, I really wanted to give her a big hug, and, like, I think sometimes when it's, like, you know, you have this thing that's, like, weighing you down that's, like, really affects your self-esteem, like, you fix it, and the problem goes somewhere else, where it's just, mm -hmm. like, it goes from being, like, this is my kryptonite to now it's, like, do they even care at all? And I think it's, like, sometimes those self-esteem things, like, never go away, like, maybe Well, I think that's not entirely, just, when yeah. you look at health and fitness, it's, like, your confidence doesn't come from 
a number on the scale Mm -hmm. and looking at that. So I would still say you have to start to look deeper and saying, Mm -hmm. okay, what are the things that I am unhappy about or how am I feeling? And I think looking at almost like somatic therapy and how things are showing up in your body is really important too. But making sure that, yeah, like confidence doesn't come from a body size. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also want to just say like she's not alone because as someone who you know like I was much more fit than my ex and he would comment on it a lot and Mm -hmm. it was great but then sometimes I did have that thought of well is he still gonna think this like is he still gonna think I'm so pretty Mm -hmm. after let's say I have three kids Mm -hmm. or is he gonna think I'm still so pretty when I'm like is he still gonna like me as much when I'm like if I gained 50 pounds, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that those thoughts do creep up and we all have those thoughts, but it's making sure that you don't actually give power to those thoughts. Totally. No, and I I totally agree with that. Like, yeah, like I I think, yeah, it's, I think those are like, because it's like, I don't know, the song of like, will you still love me? Like, I can't sing. Like, when I'm no longer, yeah, that one. Um, But like, like, yeah, like, I, I think that's, like, a real thing people wonder about or, like, if someone's getting fit, it's, like, who is this for? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think, I do think it's probably affected her confidence. Like, if she's literally saying, like, it used to be just guys calling me for hookups and boo, now they want relationships. It's, like, I think you're probably acting a little differently. Like, I think there is probably some self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. at play. Like, I, I think, you know, the so many times where it's, like, the girl that's, like, I'm just the single one in the group or, like, oh, I'm chronically single, yes. like— it's like so many times it's like that's the self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like and that's why like other like women where it's like, oh, my gosh, I got out of a relationship at 31 or something like that. Um, that doesn't go around saying that like it's like how'd she get in a relationship so quickly? Here I am chronically single. I did all the stuff on the dating profile. It's like maybe you're putting yourself into that prophecy just a little bit. I don't know. Oh, I told my therapist this week. I was just like, I mean, I'm going through a breakup, right? I know I'm scared. I was like, I don't want to be single for the next three years. Mm-hmm. And she was said, Justine. When in your life have you said, I don't want something, or, like, when in your life have you said, like, I want that, and you haven't gotten it, right? If mm-hmm. you don't want to be single for the next three years, you won't be single for the mm-hmm. next three years. And that doesn't mean compromising your morals or your standards, but I think, again, putting—I'm I'm a pretty big mm-hmm. woo and mm-hmm. kind of person, but I think, you know, working towards that. And then, obviously, I think, too, it's always what is—you know, I don't think—I don't think her— gaining weight or not doing this, that's not the answer either. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not going to get her back to feeling good about all of this. So I think it's ultimately really looking inside and saying, okay, what am I actually really unhappy about? And how can I make the best of this situation? Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And I also think give the guys you're seeing a little bit more credit because it's not like she's describing one of those like teen movie type situations where it's like the guy who like made fun of her and pointed and laughed in her face is like now all of a sudden like oh you're hot now let's go on a date Mm -hmm. like these are different guys yeah and like you know maybe if you are if you have like kind of changed your appearance like are you going to different places like you know give these guys more credit like you know this isn't they're not all like a monolith and things Mm -hmm. like that like you know like if they're continuing to show up and be interested, it's not like, you know, oh my gosh, like if I was this person, like he would just be trying to like use me for hookups. Like the the two people, like they're just, they're not the same. No. And I think as women, you know, we feel a lot of this, but 
I think it goes both ways, right? Like, mm-hmm. if a guy, there's, you know, my roommate doesn't like bald guys. Mm-hmm. I love a bald guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be certain things or certain characteristics that are going to just automatically shut someone off mm-hmm. versus allow them to say, like, okay, that is more my type or things mm-hmm. like that. And if getting your foot in the door gets your foot in the door, mm-hmm. then I think from there, that's when you have to say, okay, Really ask the questions about that person. Get mm-hmm. to know them. Start to paying it. If you're worried about, do they just like like me on a shallow level? Make sure you're saying, okay, are they asking mm-hmm. me questions on dates? Mm-hmm. Do I like them or do they just like exactly. me? Exactly. Because I think that's like such a big one. I'm like, do mm-hmm. I even like them in return or do they just like me? Mm-hmm. So starting to say, how do I, maybe the first date is shallow, but definitely the third date shouldn't be. Yeah. Oh, totally. Or like if you the weird thing about you that maybe turns somebody off, just tell them about it. Like now mm-hmm. you're a hot you're a hot girl. Let's see if this works. Like tell them about your podcast. Yeah. Tell, tell them say I have a dating podcast. <laughs> Watch and see what happens. And if they, like, no, but it, like you know, like yeah. let's let's see let's see how this works. Like I think scare start scaring some people off. But like I think those conversations, like people who are excited about that, like will bond with you on a deeper level and be like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that about? Like oh, cool. Like I have a podcast of my own, or like. Yeah, like, I think really, like, lean into that and, like, and I, I really think what's happening is, like, the confidence boosts up. Like, she feels like she has more, like, options. Like, I've been in, like, dark places before and, like, the people you're willing to, like, communicate with when you're just, like, not in a good headspace mm-hmm. are so different than, like, when things are all on the up and up, like, yeah. dating or otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think she's probably just giving herself better standards mm-hmm. and— I think it's interesting, too, that she said it, they're cooler guys. Like, that was interesting to me. In ter- she said, mm-hmm. like, she feels like cooler guys are hitting on her. Yeah, she put cooler in quotes, and I wonder if she's trying to avoid, like, not sounding, like, shallow or something. Like, uh, But also, it's like, are you putting your—are you going—are you in different places where you're meeting these cooler yeah. guys? Like, did you go— all of a sudden you picked a new gym and like these are guys you wouldn't have even been meeting in the first place. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that and also maybe just things like, okay, if you if you think these guys are cooler too, what is happening there? Is it is it almost kind of shallow in reverse, mm-hmm. right? Of like, oh, this person's more mm-hmm. like cool or something versus the people I was getting in return. Mm-hmm. So I don't but the kryptonite's gone, so she can focus on her. Yeah, That's exactly. Thing. Kryptonite's gone. Like, I think. I think these are also just, you know, I had a guess like a few weeks back where it was like, you know, humans weren't equipped, like if you think of like what humans are and like, you know, the primal instincts and stuff like to walk through this earth with all this technology and stuff like that. Like we weren't built for that. And like that's where therapy is important. I think these are like, you know, when it comes down to like self-esteem and like Mm -hmm. self-worth, like there is no amount of like dating wins or like you know, bot like there's no number on a scale like you said that's going to give you the self worth that you're looking for, and it, it seems like it's coming down to like, does this even matter stuff like, which is something I can't answer. Yeah, I think that ultimately what should matter is going back to how she feels in her body, and like mm-hmm. that should be the most important thing. If she feels like she's healthy and happier, and let that be the driver, and don't let relationships and dating be mm-hmm. quite as you know I, I do love the trend of kind of decentering men right mm-hmm. and I know I'm not doing that by having a sex and dating <laughs> podcast but making sure that you're seeing all of the other benefits of the choices that you're making in your life outside mm-hmm. of dating oh 100 percent this is yeah no like and, and that's great advice you were you were the perfect person to help me answer that question Justine where can we find you 
Yeah, so I am Just Fit Justine on Instagram and then also TikTok and then Villain Era Podcast. So there's Instagram and then also it's on Apple and Spotify. Nice. Um, and then anything else you want to say before we go? Any um, like message, anything you want to tease about Villain Era, Just Fit Justine stuff? Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm just honestly just really excited for all of it, especially because <laughs> the fact that a man had a problem with my podcast, some people were like, I hope you don't doubt yourself or anything. I was like, no, I am doubling down. Like, Woo. <laughs> I'm Let's like, maybe go. I can start putting two episodes out a week. Like, how can we just be more myself and mm-hmm. more outspoken? And so I have a lot of different things coming that I'm just like really excited for the next year. And also even just more, I was like, you just opened up more space in my calendar that I have yep. to go do all of these things. So Woo woo. Um no, I love that. You could be on Kill Tony next. I have I have it marked in my calendar to like book my like they're they're releasing more tickets. Like they sell out in a second. So Oh, they sell out so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to get some. I'm trying to get some. Well, but, you like, know the tomorrow. comics just go sit there for like four hours a night. No. Yeah. It's insane. And they just have to wait Dedication. for their name. And like I know a comic who did went for two years before he got pulled. It's crazy. Like I'm always like, is this bucket ever rigged? But like, I don't know. Like I, I, I love Kill Tony. I love it. Uh, I love stand up comedy. So I'm so fascinated by your life. I love it. Well, it's funny. The running joke is I actually don't love stand up comedy. <laughs> I love it. It's not my favorite. I don't know. I think um, I much more like I prefer more like a sketch comedy or even an mm-hmm. improv. Okay. And so everyone just always laughs, and everyone's like, Justine's at all this stuff, and she doesn't even like stand up. I'm like, listen. And now though, I would, I would come close to bet that there is probably. Not a person that has seen as many stand-up shows that is just, like, a viewer than I have in the past year. Just because, like, there will be nights where I'll go to three shows Mm -hmm. that my roommate's on back-to-back-to-back. And so I also think that once you start to see it so much, you get also – well, one, I'm also going to a lot more local shows Mm -hmm. versus being at the mothership all the time. And then um, you really start to pick up on – who can structure their jokes and who's mm-hmm. actually like funny versus just who's your favorite with no other context added? My favorite? Well, I have to say my roommate, Kylie Kaiser. <laughs> Kylie Kaiser. Everyone go see Kylie Kaiser. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I gotta see Kylie. Yeah. I will. Oh yeah. You you I've I've seen her before. I I gotta like no, but I like that wasn't no, yeah. I've gotta see more of her. Um Kylie Kaiser. This is a this is a Kylie Kaiser podcast. Yeah, <laughs> female comedians. Let's go. Exactly. No, but seriously, thank you so much, Justine, for coming on. I'll catch y'all later. Bye. Thank you.